1: What's up, creators? This is John, and we are once again behind our individual mics, and you have once again found the Sketch Magazine podcast. As always, I am here with Sketch Editor Bill Nichols, Sketch Publisher Bob Hickey, and tonight, well, first we're going to talk about Heroes Con, which both Bob and I attended. So, um, how was HeroesCon for you, Bob?
0: It was great. I, um, I really enjoy that show because it's so family-based and family-oriented. And I took the family. Well, two-thirds of the yes, family. And, Part of the family. Uh, yeah. And uh, they had a blast. Um, It was the first time Katie had been back for 17 years. She went to the first time that we'd ever went down there. And, of course, that means it was Clay's very first time. Um, Clay, uh, Luke, my oldest son, he'd been there a couple times earlier helping work Blue Line and mm-hmm. stuff. And he really enjoys the show, too, but he couldn't make it because of his job. But, um... It was a great show. Um, I feel like overall attendance or something was a little different because at points and times it almost felt like you were in a library as quiet as it was. But I got to talk to a lot of fans, talk to people who listen to podcasts, uh, talk to a lot of people at Blue Line Art Supplies and Clay's Way. just, Just had a good time, got to hang out with you guys, you and Chuck. Um oh, during the show anyway, I couldn't hook up with you guys afterwards. You're too busy up at that bar pub every night.
1: I know but, we uh, love that place.
0: Yeah. But it, it was a good show. Very good show. I I hate that 8-hour drive, but
1: Oh, tell me about yeah. it. Yeah.
0: How was it for you?
1: Oh, uh great. You know, we're not we're not having to sell things generally. We have a few things, but not a ton. So, uh you know, our experience tends to be a little different. Mm-hmm than most people's but uh we had a really good time um we kind of did things a little differently we didn't run around and do a great number of uh interviews except for the ones that of course people heard on the last sketch podcast
0: yeah i like for Um, people to remark what they thought about that maybe we can do some more of those Mm -hmm. that'd
1: be great because that was a departure for us yes uh but you know otherwise i went around um i got to see a lot of cool things bought a few cool things uh picked up a Neil Adams sketchbook and got to spend a few minutes talking to him. So,
0: cool.
1: you know, that was kind of a, that was kind of a nice little geek moment. Uh, being able to speak to the guy who was essentially created my Batman.
0: Right, right. You know, so. Um, cool. You know, you, you mentioned that, you know, I know comic clay don't really sell. Yeah. Mike and I, Mike, my brother Mike, who owns Blue Line. Mm-hmm. We were shocked, really, at the end of the day on Sunday that we did as well as we did. Because it didn't seem like it, but at the right. end of the day, we hit our marks for the whole weekend. And it was like, wow, I'm not too sure how we did it, but we did it. So, I was, we, we left the show. We will be back next year, feeling great about it. You know, I think the show itself is evolving a little bit because there's some... People transitioning out of the show, Dustin and them, and some new new faces running it. So, you know, the show's going to evolve a little bit. Uh, I just hope Shelton sticks around and keeps it grounded. But, um, you know, I sat across from Adam Hughes all weekend. Oh, really? Tony wow. Moore to the to the right of him. Love Tony and Kara. Yeah, I love Tony. And uh, Kara got to give my youngest crap all weekend. So, she loved that. <laughs> you know, nice. give him a hard time. So, we had a good time good time so bill you were missed old man
1: yeah yeah you you had fun you
0: were you were i'm looking forward to derby getting the three of us out of show that should be fun
1: yeah that should be fun that we haven't done that in a long time mm-hmm.
0: but um we had uh someone asking about us to talk about supporting characters do we want to move on into that
1: yeah absolutely
0: all right bill what do you think about supporting characters do they serve a purpose or not
2: Well, they do just as, as much as your main character sometimes because the, your supporting characters as well as your environment, whatever town you set it in, they are sort of a, uh, it's, they they are people that with whom your main character or characters react with or react to or act upon. Mm -hmm. Um, They are they can lead into action. They can comment on action or, or, you know, things in the, they're, they're very useful. You know, it it is part of the, the tapestry that you're, you're, um, creating when you're making a book or writing a story, uh, just as much as a background story, your characters who are supporting may not, may or may not be in the background itself. Uh, you know, literally, um, they are important because it, it it provides another layer or more uh to to um your character in your story so right. i think they're very important
0: and, and there's opportunities for those supporting characters to become books projects or whatever of themselves too mm-hmm. if, if there's enough following you, you or i want to say enough following especially in our market but if you start feeling something like whoa you know what you know what i could do with this set of characters or this group here you know, and then you sort of pull them and, and you gotta do something with them you know um... so a lot of effort put into to building the characterization and using those characters is important and i, I think supporting characters are, are a necessity and i hate it when a creator and i've said this before i hate it when a creator comes on a book and then dodges using anybody but the main characters because they don't feel comfortable writing you know Perry White or Lois Lane or somebody like that. Come on, you know those characters are as much are, are star characters themselves as Superman is. You know, um, actually sometimes I think they're they could be better. Superman's you're limited, you can do anything, and so a lot of people right. think, well that's not limited, but it really is. But what well, you can move these other characters along and do with them and affect who these characters are, are important. So definitely keep an eye on them. And work real hard and and knowing, I guess, having a feeling. And and I've always said, you know, Blood and Roses write themselves. Um, That also happens to a lot of the characters around them. You know, these characters come in and support or they, or they sometimes they get killed and blowing up ships, you know, Mm. Uh, Mm. or they don't, whichever bill decides. (laughs) But uh, it's important to build a good cast of a, characters around who you really want to feature in your book. Um, uh, Building a race danger. You know, I knew race wasn't everything, but then building up the cast around him has been a lot of fun and continues to be fun as we write the first, you know, story arc. Um, You know, bringing in characters from other places, setting up characters and setting up stuff around them that's going to happen and introducing characters that way. It's going to be a lot of fun. John, you want to chime in?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, I think in some ways a lot of people use uh, their back, well, background characters as background. Mm-hmm. They almost use them as architecture. You know, um, they'll put them there, but they won't really flesh them out all that much. Right. And I think, you know, they're really doing, well, not only a disservice to the reader but doing a disservice to those characters because i think it's really important to have extra characters to flesh out your main character Mm -hmm. now without your main character or without those secondary characters your main character tends to be much more uh you know two-dimensional um i mean without you you can kind of look at superman i mean i know we're bringing up superman a lot Mm -hmm. but you can almost look at superman as the uh as a template for this, look how much he has changed over the last few years that he's been married to Lois Lane. Yes. Yeah. You know, look Mm -hmm. how different a character he is than he was, you know, back in the silver age, even, or, you know, even, even in the modern age, but prior to the marriage, right. You know, he's, he's much more, I guess, introspective may be the word, Right. you know, um, He's, he's probably less of a, you know, just punch the problem sort of character. Well,
0: I mean, w- with that, they also cause many problems with Lois knowing about it and willing to let go well, yeah. and sacrifices they make as a couple. It makes them feel more human than this character put up on a shelf. And there you are, you know, because he has all these emotional conflicts. And I think they've done really well. I, I'm hearing rumors they're going to make Superman not married in this relaunch. Oh good. And one. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, come on." So
1: I still say it's another Earth. <laughs>
0: I don't see how it's,
1: it's got to be something. It's got to be something else. We're,
0: so. we're gonna talk about this later. It's, do supporting characters because I would love to yeah, do a yeah, podcast yeah. bitching about this DC relaunch and terrible <laughs> because I see so many problems. I see some good things, but I see a lot of problems. But let, let's go on with the character. I not cut you off, John. I
1: apologize. No, uh, no, not at I all. I believe
0: supported characters add to that character like you said they're they're sounding blocks for them and and it seems weird we're talking about well you're talking about something that you write yeah you do but that character lives if that character don't live as you write it there's a problem Mm -hmm. that character probably doesn't need to be in your book you know and there's a reason for that character whether you're showing it at the beginning when it's introduced or if you show it Twelve issues down the road, something comes around at this character's effects, but they should affect either other characters or your main characters. Or there's got to be, a, like you said, there's got to be a reason there for them. They need to support. They need to support the main characters and add to that character. Um, like Superman, Lois Lane. Once Lois Lane found out about his identity, and there for a long time, they didn't really play it up. But I think in the past. We say three years, four years. They really played upon it, and uh, one story arc they brought in Lon- Lana Lana Lang back yeah. in. And she was running Luther's Corporation, and yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of old girlfriend, new girlfriend. You know, there was some cool stuff going on. So I think they really could play that up, and they did. But um, and that made that character so much better, I believe. Made me read them. I don't always read Superman. I do right now. But I didn't. But, um... Very, very important. And I think a larger base of well-created supporting characters are important to a book. Um... Whether they're strictly interacting with the main characters. Or if they're interacting with situations that might come around and interact with the main characters. Then, um very important to think out from the beginning i mean you don't have to have everybody in place at the beginning but be thinking about who where and where and as situations evolves be ready to you know bring in new players
1: well maybe you should uh you know maybe you guys should talk about some of the supporting characters you've created and how they've how they've kind of pushed your stories along
2: Q
0: Bill,
1: Q Bill. Hey, okay.
2: Well, we were talking before about blowing up characters. And I, <laughs> when I took over Blood and Roses, um, I mean, you had the, the main characters, and I tried to give them a. I, I, I did a little bit of world building with the temps. The I mean, they were already there, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're that sort of honor guard in the the time agents continuity or infinity. And um, I had this concept, and then I got the the first issue that Mark Mark Hester had penciled and you dinked to script. So there they were. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, those two actually those two ideas came independently because you had you know this armed force aboard Infinity, and and I was working on this you know the the Thames idea. So it actually it was, you know. With synchronicity, so right. it worked out really well. And um, but it gave them somebody to play against. And uh, when someone else takes over, yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you you know if you hand your book over to somebody, you you, know, you have to trust them to, to to do right by your characters. So that's that is just like with Superman and, and his supporting cast and Batman and his supporting cast. I mean, some of those characters become iconic. And some writers or even artists shy away from either showing or writing about those characters because you, but you can tell so much with those people. I mean, just in body language or facial expressions, uh, they become you know this commentary, this unspoken commentary sometimes of what's going on with the situation or the characters, uh, the main, Action, all that stuff. So that is that is important. Peter Parker with uh, you know all the people like Mary Jane and you know Aunt May and everybody else, all the people at the Bugle. Again, you have iconic characters, and some people don't shy away. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Say Grant Morrison. Uh, if Grant Morrison got onto a book, uh, do you think he'd shy away? No, he would. He, he would probably pull up one of the. Supporting cast that that strikes his fancy and play them up, and then they become this. Um, don't get me. Secondary character. Don't get
0: me so, going on Grant Morrison, the Pink Flamingo, <laughs> or something.
2: yeah Well, he he pops up because he doesn't take. He he doesn't. Uh, well, he takes no prisoners sometimes.
0: And, <laughs> he does. Yeah.
2: <you laughs> well. Yeah, I different. really enjoyed right. his rehab. I mean, and in, a, in his approach, in his approach, what I mean, so... Yeah.
0: The building characters, he's fantastic about it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. always... Sometimes it's really weird stuff, but... You know. Right.
2: And I... In times past, I there are times I haven't been a Grant Morrison fan, and, you know, if I list my top writers... Yeah. If he occurs to me, I might put him on that list, but it doesn't just spring to mind sometimes because of just, you know, the experiences there. But again, sometimes those supporting characters become more interesting and it has to do with the the writing team and the, you know, the art and, uh, sometimes they get their own book, you know, Jimmy Olsen had. You know Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen for in Lois Lane. You know all, they had their own books back in the day, right? And um, I don't. I I read those too. You know I read those and uh, you know Batman Family and Superman Family and all and all those reprints of, of things. And sometimes to me those things are history, and it, it adds to sort of the, the legend, if you will, of. Whatever I'm reading, uh, if it's Superman or, or you know, because, I, I, you know, my Superman reading goes back years, but, you know, back in the day, I was more a, a Marvel fan with, with the Avengers and um, that stuff. And here, if, if the Avengers, you have a main group, but they are all supporting ca- characters, depending, because sometimes it's a rotating, um, stable of people in that group and one person may have the focus of a story in whatever storyline it is if it's an alien invasion or or whatever then one person may or two people may step up and the other people become supporting in that but you know three issues from now it may be a whole new you know cast of avengers or justice league or you know whoever defenders you know well you know, but know. Um, in the, I, with um, Ursula, they're supporting character, you know, the Sparta Bay, my, my stuff, there are several supporting characters who the intention is that part of that is that they provide continuity because they, either they are seen in one story, they may appear in another story as uh, maybe on a newscast or something, but it provides continuity right in within a framework of, of stories, and it adds to this the uh, stability in a way, and not just that, but also the richness of your world because you're thinking even down to sometimes the the storefronts the the people in the stores maybe that that your heroes or your villains for, say interact with mm-hmm. and that provides even more uh, background and sometimes it's those people become part of your main story you know inadvertently you know the dry cleaner where the superhero takes his costume to be cleaned you know you know the thing gets blown up well that guy who's the dry cleaner for that instant you know takes the foreground so and then again there's there's um opportunities for expounding on your characters your story your world and all those things so to me creating them sometimes is is just as much fun because you don't have to put all your eggs into one basket right you know and if you have 15 books, you can have 15 sets of supporting characters, but in that you you have the possibility of uh, if you say you have your own imprint, and it's all taking place in one city, say Sparta Bay. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going conti- to I'm not going to create 150 characters in the background who are going to roam around in this city. Uh, there may be several that you see, like I said, you see across the board. But that's to provide continuity, and then you may see some, and maybe they may make cameos in the other, just to establish if you're a reader of something, then establishes that they're all in the same world. Then that that's almost like an Easter egg. You go, ooh, ooh, they're so and so, uh, you know, from Ursula, or they're so and so from another book, right? And um, then, to me, as a creator, that becomes fun to, to see what you can put in there kind of as an eye, you know, kind of like a wink to your audience. So that's that's my philosophy, and that's that well, what
0: it is. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's cool that when you took over Blood and Roses, you looked at, like, the temps. Well, mm-hmm. to me, they were never anything but guards, you know? Right. And my focus is more on building the Time Lords and, and uh, the... Uh, you know, the other Time Lords and the incidents that were going on. But then you brought in this whole other avenue of supporting characters and characters that we cared about. And uh, we definitely want to play upon them once b comes up. I mean, we can even do a whole issue on some temps that's been affected by the girls, you know. Um, it'd be right. a cool story. But it's cool when you get to play with other people's stuff a little bit. And, you know, I mean, I'm flexible. Because mm-hmm. if I don't like it, I just blow it up. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, really? Yeah. You do. <laughs> and uh, it, it's fun to see that. It's fun for me to, you know, when I had done what four issues of B and R, and then you took over with Adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was cool to see you move it and do these other things and move things around. And then when we knew it was going to go in hiatus for a while, yeah, I did the thing, and boom, and then you know relaunched it with a whole different concept of them sitting around with their children telling stories it's like what and you know, where did this go and we still haven't touched base back on it so it's going to be fun rolling with that and creating the new characters and concept but it's it's important like you said, you don't want to create hundred fifty characters for one book Um, sure you got more than one book in you if you get that many supporting characters um, and there's no reason why if you're creating a shared universe, why they can't interact with one another. Um one thing yeah. that we've talked about doing is um once we launch Sky Storm is the summer events. You know, I love the summer events. I'm not too wild about this flash point yet, but I'm hanging in there with Jeff Johns. I know he'll pull it out. Um, fear itself or whatever Marvel's called has been pretty good. Um but it's I like those events. One, it's almost like the old team book where you get multiple superheroes and some big event going on, and and but it's not the same group of superheroes usually. It's cast out. So those are cool, but even there you can introduce new characters or you can introduce new supporting characters. So you need to take advantage of everything that you do. Right. So cool.
2: Well, with the blood and roses, you know, we had this. Uh said we came up with the same concept sort of independently you know when i took it over and i got that script to read like okay this all fits Mm -hmm. so that was that was awesome for me because it i didn't have to create a bunch of you know i it was already plugging into the stat you know i just added names Mm -hmm. um and then in the fourth you know the, the special what would have been the fourth one the one that tied it up where infinity blows up um then one of them takes off his mask, and he becomes uh, instead of a faceless guard or temp or whatever, uh-huh. he becomes part of the story as well. And he becomes, um, you know, comment a commentary or a commentator right. of because it's told through his flashbacks a lot of it. So then you get his reactions and his thoughts on the people and the the situations, and maybe. That can clear up a few things because, you know, we can do whatever, but sometimes we don't think about people watching us in our normal lives, right? And or co- comics mentor, you know, I, I, sometimes I don't think about other people plugging into it so much because it's, you know, like I said, it's a bonus. But people are 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 always watching, and that's that's the same true, you know, it's it's in our reality and a comic book reality. There are other people who are watching other people. You know, even in their daily lives, you see people, you pass them on the street or interact with them at at your work or whatever. So um, those provide opportunities, and I I think you need to capitalize on them and work them into your, you know, if you can.
0: Right. Well, I think you need to take, you know, one thing, like what I did with the Darkness Chronicles that we – Interjected into the last, well, the last two issues of Blood and Roses. One's been published, and one's gonna, I guess, go live digitally before it comes out. Is um, we ended up taking one of the main characters, Haggard, in the Darkness Chronicles series, and tell tell the, and we need to come back and tell his tale at some point. Is that he's actually a time agent that's stuck in that time period? You know, I think that's a cool connectivity in that storyline, like. The girls show up, and, you know, there's this big fight, and everything. they going. on, and they turn around, and they're like, Haggard? And he says, hey, girls, you know, sort of like, what? You know, what is this connection between here? And uh, everybody looks shocked. And it's sort of like, you know, it's it added to the depth of the, of the Haggard character tremendously to me. Right. Because now I know, okay, I know where he came from. I know his history, and he's happy here, and da-da-da, so it's like very cool um he would definitely have been a supporting character in the blood and roses story so or another time agent but still been a supporting to the two girls so um it, it's fun to play with all that i need mean, to really really pay attention to building a good supporting cast for a book i think it makes a book more solid when you give it substance and right. good support so
1: when do you think it goes too far
0: when they become... I don't know. I don't know if you can't come... I mean, if every issue starts focusing on your sporting characters instead of your hero, you've sort of lost your focus with that book.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and that happens. It does Definitely. happen, yeah. Um, then the book morphs into another identity, which may or may not be a bad thing. It depends on what you want to do with that book. So.
2: Yeah. Uh, Legion of Superheroes, that... that-
0: with that, with I, I that think, amount of cash. I think that's the biggest problem with that book.
2: I absolutely am
0: die-hard Legion fan. Legionnaire. Love it. Loved it since I was a kid. But the biggest problem with that book is you can't focus on one or two characters. They've tried to focus on the main three. Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, and Saturn La- Girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. Saturn Girl. But you can't. He's got, what, 20 or 30 other characters? They're just heroes? So, right. you know, and some of my favorites were, like, Timberwolf, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. Um, so, it's like, that's, I mean, what they're doing with it right now is good. At least we have a good side of the Legion book out. But it's still... It's hard to build a book like that because you cannot just focus and 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 have a core character. I think that's one of the biggest parts. And and the cool thing about, you know, you say, well, you've got Justice League. Well, yeah, most of the main people in Justice League have their core books of their own. Mm -hmm. So this is like, oh, we'll get together and do something. That's cool, but they can all. You also got Superman book, Batman book, Wonder Woman book, boom, same thing. At least one. yeah. Yeah. And the same thing with Avengers. Now, what was cool to me when the Avengers is that you had Cap and Iron Man, but then in Avengers, we got Hawkeye and Ant-Man or Giant-Man or whoever he was for that week, Wasp. That was, the Avengers were really their book. The big heroes right. would step in and save the day, but these other characters that were more and more or less supporting characters that's that was thirteen books. So I think that's where Marvel and, and Avengers sort of benefited more than Justice League. Justice League, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, or the Trinity, whether they're in Justice League or whatever, that's about them. You know, it really wasn't about the Martian Hunter. I mean, they they tried to tweak that. You know, there hadn't been a Justice League without John in it. Um, Aquaman's always suffered, sort of as being a supporting cast. You know, one of my favorite books really do does have an identity crisis because they can't afford to focus on just one character in it with the Legion. So something you've got to watch out. You know, you don't want to just create a superhero book with a bunch of heroes in it, and this is the only place they appear. Because the odds, odds are it's going to be hard to get a readership built up for that book. Because to write it correctly and give all the characters their own space and story, it, it's going to be real hard to do. Uh, we probably will have a little bit of a problem with that with Storm Quest, but because most of them are family, I think we get more of the FF effect than we do like a mm-hmm. Justice League or a Avengers effect, you know? Right. So, Well, cool. We have been going on for a little while now, and I know, Bill, you're sitting up in an attic with the fans and probably dying of heat right now. A little bit. So, um, we want to start wrapping this thing up. John, you want to update us on some posts that you made recently
1: i can possibly before, do that before
0: we, before we do that and you know again i'm gonna ask anybody listening to this if you have any questions or you want us to hit more about supporting characters or anything we said please email it to us that that just helps us get give us content for these podcasts we do appreciate it uh we did get an email from was it gregville Mm-hmm. saying that he really enjoyed the podcast and that he's using the one about conventions, which sort of brings me up to, um, I saw uh, Chuck from Comic Related shot a photo of Clay and I behind the Clay's Way booth. Mm-hmm. And, and I was looking at my setup and I was pointing out all the things that is wrong with my setup. <laughs> so I'm going to take that photo and to put blurbs on it is like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. You know, so even us, myself, who's been doing this so long, you sort of just, oh, yeah, this is cool. as You're putting it together, and you don't stand out and look in enough to really grasp why this didn't work or why this is, until I saw a photo afterwards going, oh, yeah, why is that there? Those are too small. Okay. So I'm going to do that, and I don't know. We'll post it on the boards or something. So I think it'll be Hey, I'll tear myself up. That's what this is all about. We'll share. We'll make our mistakes. We'll share it with everybody else. You know? So, and I'll try to fix it next time. So, sorry, John. Um,
1: No, that's fine. I was just thinking of how funny you are. Cute picture of you and your son. I'm going to rip it apart. You know, and you're sitting there tearing up what's wrong with the display. (laughs) Well,
0: there's plenty of pictures, cute pictures of me and (laughs) Clyde. It was like, why is that there? Why is it out in front? That's not for sale. That's signage. Those pictures are too small in that back wall. Why don't I have some prints up here in, in uh, top loaders? Uh, you know, it's like, and yeah, most people probably thought, oh, that's a cute picture. So anyway, it, it, there's mistakes there. And I want to show them, and I'm going to fix them myself next time. So,
1: Well, actually, I did look, I have to look at it a couple of times because kind of the way your hand is laying, uh, it uh, almost at first looked like you were choking. I <laughs> I like, why is he choking, Clay? I had
0: just just pulled him over to me, and uh, I've got a real bad habit of grabbing him, like, around the back of the neck, you know? And, like, come here, boy, you know, like that. And i just done that when Chuck goes, bow, click. I'm like, okay. Oh, no. Choke the kid. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to choke the kid. Now, if I'd been choking it, you know, Clay, he'd been ad-libbing it, tongue yeah, out. On, like, uh,
1: uh, yeah, like yeah. Arms flat and everything.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's what Clay would have done. So, all right, we're keeping <laughs> Bill up in this hot <laughs> attic. So yep.
1: Sorry, sorry. We'll get to the stuff now. Okay. Um, well, the first one, the one for today, actually, um, is I found this video of what comic creators, what they wanted what they wanted to be when they grew up. Um, so it's, uh, it's a little amusing at first uh, because you get the answers you didn't expect. None of them say creating comics right off the bat. They're, you know, like firemen and other crazy stuff like that. But it, it's a really interesting video and you get to see a lot of big name creators that uh, whomever did this video got to talk to. So it's pretty cool. Check it out. Uh, then a, um, a video of... DC artist Scott Hampton Mm -hmm. Uh, he's talking about his work and what compels him and challenges him about that work Uh, came across this video of a guy named Dexter Vines who Mm. um, I didn't know until I researched him a little bit he is the artist for Old Man Logan Um, and uh, he's had many years of experience and he goes into his process and talks what about what it takes to be a professional. Uh, then I got this uh, particular two-video set from Eric Adams, who does Lackluster World. A buddy of his named David Watcher, um has actually won the Eisner. Now, at the time these videos were filmed, he was still nominated, but he's won the Eisner for uh, his web comic, The Guns of Shadow Valley. And uh, here he's being interviewed by uh, someone named Amber Love, who is a Facebook friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, after that, I uh, have three videos, I'll scratch that, four videos on Steve Rood. Uh, talks about his process, talks about comics, gives us a little tour around the studio. Uh, talks about how different comics are now versus what they were back in the 80s when, uh, when he was really doing his thing more. Um, then a straight tutorial on the comic style of drawing in Photoshop. Uh, I came across one of those old comic book greats videos uh, where Stanley is interviewing John Romita Jr. and Sr. And you get to see them draw and talk about their histories a little bit. And then uh, comic artist Brian Apthorpe a little hard to say um but he talks about um how he went from introverted kid to uh getting the confidence to not only do his art but show it which is kind of an old story i think many people go through oh yes so uh i thought that would be cool to include and then uh rounding it out uh came across a painting tutorial on a world of warcraft blood elf um not don't really play world of warcraft myself but i know a lot of people like it and i thought the art was fantastic so there's that and that brings us up to speed awesome
0: so bill what's been going on, on the boards and over at comics mentor
2: uh over on the comic related forum uh we're still getting new people one of these guys just wrote me like a couple of weeks ago and i said you know you really need to i looked at his coloring samples to give you know give him my opinions because he's gone to shows and um just wanted to get a fresh opinion and you know thankfully <laughs> i knew what i was talking about sort of <laughs> i mean i'm not a coloring i mean i can color and stuff but um it's steven Losevsky.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and again if i mispronounce your name steven but he listens to the podcast too, and um, so that was cool. He just joined the, the board, and there's, you know, there are a couple of other people who have just recently joined. So it's fun again to see that new blood come in and interact with people who've been there for a while, but uh, to show their stuff and to show what they're working on, what they're trying to do, what they would like to do. The forum is a great place for that. And over on Comics Mentor, I'm um, back. Almost posting every day about you know things that that are encouraging or things that strike me. Uh, you can also see Neil Volk's, uh Ursula piece in pencil. Cool. Um, it should be in the mail on its way to me, so I can ink it. And um, you know things that that I think of that um, you know talk about your legacy and, and things. And I mean, really, my latest post was that my true legacy is my children. Um, because a lot of things that I do are not for me but, you know, somewhere down the road for them, for their memories and, you know, the thing that is me. So, you know, they're they're thinking yep, that's my dad. My dad was a comic book guy. And so that they know me and they know me through my work, not just my interactions, because they both know that I absolutely adore them. But I, I want to have a sense of me as well. So, and I think that's something that we can do with other people that that are in our lives too. So, um, if you read comics or a lot, then yeah, you've gotten some insight into me because, you know, I kind of put it out there. I think sometimes because they're all addressed to me. I keep I keep saying that, but <laughs> they're addressed to me. If you benefit from them, and you know, Ooh. but that's where it comes from, and because I, I, yeah, I, I can't think that. I mean, there's there are still people who write me thinking that they are the only person who's going through uh, whatever it is, whether it's trials through their uh, portfolio gathering and creating. To even I had someone that I've known for a long time write me last week saying, "I know this is not a comic book question, but um, you know, I, I'm going through I, I'm now going through a divorce." And he knows that I've been through it, and you know, just wanted to bend a little bit, talk about it a little bit, and that's what I'm there for. And that's and helping people just give my opinions on their samples. I do that a lot, and that's fine. I, I don't mind. Just send me a link. You know what? You know, tell me something about yourself, what your goals are, that kind of thing, and we're good to go. Well, you know, we'll give it a look and see what's why so that's basically it lately cool pass the link along share it
0: share it join the boards the boards are a great place to to share get good information back and forth and not be tore up like other boards do so um, myself Clay's way I'm behind I'll get it together see I'm just like everybody else things happen um unexpected things for i left last week and i'm still catching up here um blue lines did great at the show and we've got some new art supplies that we're researching because artists came up and asked us about them and that's how we add new products some lady came up and asked us about this eraser and mike's off looking for it most likely to be on this on the website this week um that's really it if you, if you got any questions you want to contact us contact us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net um, John how can they reach you directly
1: um, the easiest way is john at net, and uh, I'll find it it'll be there <laughs> I promise you
0: <laughs> Bill how can I reach you uh,
2: they can send me an email at comicsmentor at gmail.com or, again, go to the – join the comic-related forum, the gallery uh, – you know, the – show your gallery. Uh, join up and leave me a, a PM. Say, hey, I saw you on the po- – or, you know, I heard you on the podcast. I saw you on the podcast. Saw uh, you on
1: the podcast.
2: Well, maybe they visualize me, my, my smooth, sweet voice.
0: Well, guys, it's been a great podcast. Appreciate it. Yep.
2: And let's get together yep.
0: soon.
1: All right. Okay. How about
0: next podcast? That sounds good to me. Let's try to get one done a little earlier.
1: Such a funny guy.
0: (laughs) Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.